0: Are you ready to rekindle your curiosity? Look at the world around you a little differently? Then you are in the right place today with our fabulous guest, lifetime adventurer, entertainer, and leadership expert, Shauna Shute. So welcome to those who are listening to us for the first time and to those that are returning. You're joining myself, Carol and Trish on Connect, Inspire, Create, conversations for women entrepreneurs from around the globe who love travel, a healthy lifestyle, eager to learn tools and resources to grow their business, and we discuss a variety of topics on just this. So Shauna has two TEDx talks to her credit. She lives on 20 rural acres that I've just discovered is in Oregon, which is also Trish's old camping ground. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes, yes and with a variety of pets, which is what we're gonna dig into a little bit more in the moment, and improves the world by teaching leaders to relearn how to learn, and as a result, evolve into their true potential. So, Shauna, welcome. It is fabulous to have you here on our show, and I actually volunteered with TEDxABQ as a speaker coordinator and doing their marketing, so I am fully aware of how much hard work you put into those talks. So congratulations. (laughs)
1: Thank you. And it is, it's a lot of hard work for a really short amount, but I love, it makes, I think it's a great thing for women entrepreneurs who's listening to distill your essence down. You know, we, we have a tendency as women sometimes to talk a lot about it, or we have a great idea and Ted really forces you to, what is your one big idea or what is that? What's the nuggets and so it's an excellent, I would recommend anyone at least apply. It helps you.
0: That's it's fabulous It's one of my favorite advice. platforms for learning. Yeah, I just yeah. Love and, oh, It is. It's a wealth of information. And I will link to your talks in the show notes. So if anybody would like to listen Thank and you. watch Shauna's notes, they will be further down. But Trish, I'll hand the mic over to you. I'm getting too used to being on Clubhouse. It's like the mic is yours. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, Shauna, we're so happy to have you, and we can't wait for you to take the mic for the rest of the interview, you know, but, um, as a free thinker and lifelong seeker, I, you know, in reading our notes beforehand, Shauna, it sounds like you believe that all good things begin with our mindset. And, um, if you could elaborate just a little bit more on that, um, we would love to hear, you know, what, what things Absolutely.
1: things. mindset. Trish, my favorite, you guys, my favorite, favorite topic. <laughs> I've been working with people for such a long time. And I, I have a tendency to end most of my sessions with, um, you create your day by the way you think. It's not a new concept. It's just the way I put it. And I'm doing some research right now. I, I'm a lifelong learner. And so our subconscious yes. mind, You're here, here, yeah, our subconscious mind is so powerful. And I don't know if we've really thought about it as much as we actually could and i think we as humans have a tendency to say things to ourselves that really our subconscious mind picks up on and goes oh okay <laughs> i mean it's it's such an amazing thing this conscious mind where we're reasoning thinking and our subconscious mind and i believe for leadership particularly entrepreneurship whenever do you believe you can do it and and right there if you believe you can do it, you are already like almost done. <laughs> really? Because
0: I love
2: That's amazing. It's I love so that. Interesting so get rid that of the you,
0: doubt. That, yeah, that you share that because, Shauna, that is one of my affirmations. That I have a believing mindset and I want to see where it's going to take me. So I'm ready to explore yes. what, allowing my mind to be believing as opposed to shutting it down and saying, Mm-mm, you can't go there. So um, right I love I love it to
1: you. Love. Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks at one time said, what is a belief? And, um, a belief, this is their definition is just simply something we've told ourselves over and over again. Now think about that for a minute. People, my clients will argue with me. I'll go, well, how do you, do you, do you think that belief is serving you? Well, it's my belief. It's true. And I'm like, really? <laughs> because if a belief is simply something we've told ourselves over and over again, can you tell yourself something else? over and over again. That sounds great. It, that makes sense. It's total mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Like if we believe that that something's true, then we say it. We make it more true, more true, more true. And the only way habits are the really the 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 way to get success. Good habits, I should not say habits, I should say good habits. <laughs> yes, yes. Let's, let's yes. qualify this. <laughs> uh, good habits. Well how do you get good habits when you have some bad habits? Well, you have to replace the bad habit with a good habit.
2: So that if you been sense.
1: saying to yourself, right, whatever your belief was, I'm going to wake up. This is an easy one. I do a accountability call Monday through Friday, and I've been doing it for the last 15 years. And we get up at five o'clock so that everybody's on the call at 515. It's a 15 minute call. And on Mondays, they say what they will be accountable for. And on Fridays, I read it off. I mean, it's powerful. Well, Do the, you, you
2: lead this, Shauna? You lead
1: this every day? I do, Monday through Friday mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. 15 years. And by the way, there's a funny story about how that, that began. But in it, we, we really look at it and say, what do you say before you go to sleep? So let's say you're up late, you're working on a project, whatever. And you go, oh, I'm going to wake up so tired. Well, yeah, you are. So if the minute you shift what you're saying to yourself, like I'll wake up
2: energized and refreshed. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you do. Shauna, I'm a total night owl. And I love what you're saying. And let me just, Carol knows this too. I am a total night owl. And just last night, I talked to a few people. I did a journal. It was 11 o'clock. I wanted to watch a little bit of my Netflix. And then I did exactly what you just said. I thought, damn, I have to be up at whatever time. So I love... I love that idea. I I'm a life coach. I, I certainly should start with myself, right. To tell ourselves <laughs> to tell ourselves, I'm going to get a good night's sleep and wake up refreshed. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. And in on that.
1: Sleep, right. However much sleep, like don't qualify it. Like if it could be three hours, but it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, I'm going to wake up energized and refreshed. So get rid of all the qualifications, or at least this is what I would recommend for you, Trish is you just say, I'm going to wake up energized and refreshed. And bingo, bongo, you will.
0: (laughs) That kind of ties in up James Cleary's book. And I remember I was just listening to a podcast with somebody interviewing him the other day and talking about bringing in new habits and that we overwhelm ourselves when we go, oh, these habits are so huge and they're so big. And he says, just try something for two minutes try it for two minutes, try it for two minutes, and then it can evolve. And if it is something that you want to embrace and bring it on full time, you slowly lead yourself into it as opposed to going, well, I have to do this. I have to make this new habit. And it's taking up 30 minutes of my morning. And mm-hmm, therefore, I'm mm-hmm. not going to stay with it. Um, you know, exercise. I always go back and forth because I go, I'm creative in the morning do I want to exercise <laughs> I'd rather do other things and leave my exercise to another part of the day where it's not sapping my, my creativity. But Shauna, I want to come in with the part that we're going to talk about pets Yes, and you and I both have horses in our lives, so that is dear to and me. And dogs, uh, apparently,
2: listeners, shauna has uh, got a beautiful dog resting behind her. Carol and I are both dog people
0: as well. Absolutely. So. so I know that you should, and I just find this fascinating, and I'm so excited to hear how are we going to learn more about how pets can help us thrive in business and life, and then the best part that pets can teach us to be a better leader. So the floor is all yours. Thanks.
1: Well, it's so interesting. I think that there are so many concepts that are true. The reason that we we say things over and over again is because they're truism. And, yep. and yet we're turning into a world that wants to live with other species. Now think about that for a minute. This, these are other species. I have three species in my life. I have the horses, the dogs, and a cat. And what they can teach us. Now, I think sometimes we as humans... Forget that the other species is there, not just for us to adore <laughs> and get unconditional love from, but also because we must learn, we have to up our game when it comes to communication. So, you're a horsewoman, I'm a horsewoman, and I got to tell you something a horse is letting off all kinds of energy. And if you're not paying any attention to these nonverbal cues, you're going to, you could hurt yourself easily. <clears throat> and it's the same thing with dogs, although dogs are so much more forgiving than. Well, I mean, not their
2: horses, for giving, but they're much. Bit, they can kill you. Okay, so yeah, yeah. There you go. They win. They win on size.
1: That's right. They win on size. So one of the things for me, having lived my entire life, I was raised in the country. And funny, like m- many of us, as a young woman, I went, "Oh, this is ridiculous. I'm out of here." <laughs> I mean, I'm. What am I doing? And I traveled all over the United States, the Caribbean. I spent five years just living on the road. What an opportunity to see other cultures and just live in a different way. And of course, I'm back in Oregon. I always tell people that I didn't move up. I just moved further out. (laughs) Now I live on 20 20 acres. And a couple of things that the pets really help with is like they're their own community. Pets do better in a community. And I think we as human beings, especially entrepreneurial women, have a tendency to do it on our own, you know. Because we're, we feel like we need to. And I think that the, one of the biggest things I can share on this podcast is who's your herd? Who's your pack? Like your tribe. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's not even, I look at tribe a little different, Trish, in that they're the, they're who's following me kind of, but when I think of a pack, yeah, I'm thinking of who, who is, who am I interacting with all the time, you know? That makes sense. That makes sense. Is that your pack? Did you say, or herd pack herd, in, in herd. horses? Horses do better when they're not alone. Dogs yep. do better when they're not alone. Humans do better when they're not alone. So just remember that within business, that's which that's is that. why both of you are coaches, because one of the things that entrepreneurial women can do for themselves when they're like, I don't have my tribe is you, you invest in an advocate that gives you a competitive advantage and helps you open your heart
2: and open your mind to actually find those tribes, those. And when I was reading Shauna about your bio, um, I loved that word advocate. Um, I love that. It, it it just sounds so well, everything it's meant to be, you know, supportive, encouraging, um, guiding, but not controlling. So I love that word advocate.
1: Well, we need them, you know, I mean, every good story, they had some sort of a wise sage, right? Gandalf. Um, uh, who's the guy from Star Wars? Um, so do that's... or do
2: not yeah, yeah Yoda? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> of Star Trek, not Star Wars. <laughs> there we go, Star
1: Trek. Well, we want to make sure that we Get don't look her. like those wise sages. <laughs> I don't, uh, I'm not going to hilarious. No, but I do definitely want to be somebody's advocate. I am. I am, my clients have been with me for years and that's, it's because it becomes a competitive advantage to have someone in your corner that helps you.
0: I was just going to say, having somebody in your camp, having somebody who listens to you, having somebody who brainstorms with you and just encourages you. Because sometimes we can go a little crazy. You know, you sit in the space of your office and you do things and you're feeling creative and you create and then you you those are the, the bad things that come in when we limit our belief system and go, well, the world doesn't really need this. The world doesn't need me. The world doesn't need this product. And realizing that there is we can is talk more, ourselves right out of something. Well, there's enough yeah. space for everybody to play in this world. But not only is there enough space for everybody, we can be supported by people that are perhaps a little different to the way we think. Absolutely. And that is so stimulating. So I love that because you talk about yourself being a life learner. And we are. We're always on a quest. And I think it keeps us young. My goodness me, if we weren't learning <laughs> and challenging agree. ourselves with <laughs> new things... <laughs> You know, it does. It keeps us young. Absolutely. And to shift gears just a little bit,
2: since we have such limited time, and as you can see, Shauna, Carol, and I, we're lifelong learners as well. In fact, I love that, you know, the triple L. We, We are here to learn and have fun. And so... Um, One of the quotes I took, Carol always does such a great job doing research, and I was looking at your website, looking at some information about your amazing and diverse life, Shauna, that you've had. It's no wonder that you lead these large groups um, like Nike and other companies. Um, But one of the quotes, you have one life to live, says Shauna, one is enough when you lead from within. This is a big question, but I—I'm sure you can answer it. What does it mean to you um, to lead from within?
0: Because
2: that's something. I mean, I'm always thinking: about, Am I being my true self? Am I using everything that I'm capable of?
1: Well, first of all, you—both of you—are doing such a amazing job for the world. And I was listening to some of your podcasts and how great you are with people, and you're proving that again today. So, bravo, bravo! Intriguing Thank you. questions. And the, the the big piece within, it's it's sort of like your out, outer world is a reflection of how you've been thinking. And we don't want to hear this. You know, uh, Tom Wilhite one time said, results often harsh, always fair. So when you stand on the scale, it could be very harsh, <laughs> but it's very fair. Uh, because that is it's a great it. analogy, by the way. Okay, you ate it, right? So now when you look at your life and you go, even your animals, everything is within you. If you look and say, how am I feeding my mind? What am I saying to my subconscious? What am I saying every day? And we as humans have a tendency to go, oh, that was so stupid or, Oh, I'm
2: a ditzel dorkle. That's kind of, I'm okay. Listeners. We're going to have these words, these, these Shauna isms in our show notes, bingo, bongo, ditzel dorker. I I'm writing them down. It works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause ditzel dorkle. Cause then I'll be like, <laughs> Oh, you're so you did such a stupid, or why do I do this? And all of these are bad things to say. Number one to yourself and Trish for you. Um, one of the things that occurred to me is the reason we have trouble to answer your question is because we ask the wrong question. Okay. Uh-huh. Why am I not doing what I want to do? Or, or even Carol, when you said this isn't good enough for the world, or you're making a judgment instead of saying who could benefit from what I have. Now that's a good question.
2: Let's How- say that one more time. Cause that is an aha moment. As Oprah would say, right. Um, we ask the wrong question. That is powerful
1: yeah, we're asking ourselves wrong questions. You know, um, why do I always do this? Why am I having so much trouble? Or, oh, I'm not that creative. We're saying and asking instead of who could value from what I have. And let's face it, we're women. You know, the only way that somebody learns anything is usually by standing next to someone else. You know, I've got this little dog behind me. He's three-legged, by the way, such a sweetheart. And I've got a big German shepherd. And It's funny to see the German sit, I'm saying sit and the German sits immediately. And the little guy looks over, (laughs) you know, and he, and he's like, well, I guess that's what we do. You know, I guess that word means butt to the ground. And it's all about listening and and watching other people. This this is why having an advocate is good, but I believe to answer your questions really intensely, watch the questions you're asking yourself, Mm -hmm. everybody who's listening, us too. I got to watch the questions I'm asking myself. And are they questions that push me further into despair? A- example, why did I eat the entire bag of chips? Okay.
2: <laughs> no, that sounds I, like me. Yeah, I don't
1: know about you guys, but I will eat the entire bag of chips. And then afterwards I beat myself up. I'm mad at myself. Why did I even buy those chips? I shouldn't have, the, I'm judging. I'm just mad. Well, all of that. The answers is subconsciously are, well, you're a loser or you have no willpower. That's the only answer for that. But if I were to say, how could I do better? What do I want here? Do I want those chips? Really, what I want is to tap down the way I'm feeling usually. So what's another question I could ask? What's a healthy choice? What should I do to overcome this feeling I'm having right now of low self-worth? That's a what question? That's a how question? That's a who could I call? Not right. yeah. Get it? it? It's action questions, but mm-hmm. we're we're not as good at asking those.
0: Mm-hmm. Usually, and isn't that also including you know taking a break for Very ten good. minutes from something before you do? But Shona, I have the solution to, and and the intermittent fast is again to kill me, but I have a solution to the big bag of chips. Is you just eat them <laughs> and then you do it. <laughs> You do intermittent fasting from eight until eight, and you eat what you want. So that's my leg. Carol is
2: having great success with intermittent fasting. And, uh, well, I agree.
0: So uncomplicated. I just stop eating. So you know, I hate having to watch what I eat. <laughs>
1: it's like no I intermittent drink what fasting I drink. is the key. Yeah. And guess what? You could eat anything you wanted anyway if you actually thought about it differently. Right. And right now, you proved that the way you're thinking is giving you success.
0: Absolutely and, that's you know it. Yeah. that's the secret right there, but <laughs> I love it. Tell me just before I know that we, we wanted to give our listeners a quick insight um, on your relearn how to learn and as a result evolve into their true potential. So this is what we've been covering. It's just relearning the phrases and the things that you tell yourself and what you're believing in. And yes, I think it's okay when we do have those negative thoughts to sit in them. Explore them, explore their meaning, but not put it on like a coat and cover ourselves in it, but just go, okay, I'm allowed to feel that right now. But now what's next? And so that's like your questions. It's well, what's next?
1: Well said. Don't put it on like a coat. (laughs) Or me, you know, a snuggy sweatshirt I don't want to take off. Uh, Yeah, if we if we can. And sitting in it, it's it's sort of like you're you're allowed to feel what you like, but feeling is is what we use to get us where we want to go but people get caught I believe a little in oh I'm just feeling bad and so they say that how's your day? Oh the bad it was a bad day well mm-hmm. that's not true there's no such thing as a bad day it's one o'clock and moments. you're already deciding you've had a bad day right <laughs> yeah you might have had a few bad moments in that day yeah so if you challenge which is what all of us as coaches do and you go really the entire day. There wasn't one good thing in it. Well, no. the sun didn't shine. Your dog didn't lick you, you know. Yeah, You yeah. can come up with a bunch of stuff that went right. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't want to not include the horses in the pit, So I'd love for you Maybe. to just share something from the leadership point of view, and you know, just understanding, because horses are such therapeutic animals and they so can read our state of mind. And I think it's, you know, being intentional, before you go and spend time with your animals. Does that I'm just as I'm talking to you thinking about that, does that help us be intentional for the other things that we show up for in life when we learn that we need to be intentional with our animals?
1: Well said. And yes, it's intention is the beginning of all of it. So, you know, sometimes I'll have somebody that wants to come out and ride one of the horses and you know, they hop on, they didn't didn't meet the horse didn't do anything. How do I make it run? And I'm like, you're you're if this is the way you do life <laughs> and that's right again your life. <laughs> yeah yeah no. like if you come in to almost anything it's sort of like it's been funny watching dog videos sometimes when people will rush towards a dog ah, I'm so happy to see you and we're the dog is backing up you know what's your intention in any situation is it to be Kind. Is it to be curious? And this is relearning how to learn. It's like, I'm going to go in here and conquer this, or I'm going to be curious about this. And with a horse, particularly you just stop. And and I want to, I have an intention with the horse. I'm going to put a halter on it. I'm going to take it for a ride. I'm going to feed it right now. And so my intention leads my actions. And we don't do that with humans at all. They're like there and suddenly we're in the room with them and we have no intention whatsoever. You know, And and it shows. So if you just think for a moment and, you know, another piece is what, what do we have intended for our own days? You know, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to write or I'm going to get in and do my, my work instead of I'm going to do the best work I possibly can. Or I'm intending to really help this client. That's a completely different energy a philosophy completely different way to think then I'm doing my job
0: and I like that word intention over goals because intention helps you step it apart and break it down and step through it as opposed to this lofty goal that can just become sometimes overwhelming and you go you know that's my goal well, how is, what is your intention to reach that goal and how do you unpack it? But, that, but this has been, oh my goodness, wonderful. I cannot wait to listen to this episode. And Shauna, thank you. But before we leave each other, ladies, can I just take a peek into your book nook and ask you, <laughs> yes. what are you reading at the moment? Trish, how about yourself? What's, um, what are you listening to? Or what are you reading at the moment?
2: Along the lines of exactly what we're talking about today, and Shauna, honestly, I I could go for another half hour or more. We could do this with you weekly. I just, this is is such a wonderful conversation. And um, But along the lines, I I have a couple of friends. We talk about what we're interested in, and then we choose a book um, really based on it could come from any genre. Right now, we happen to be talking about anxiety and depression because we're coaches. And um, that happens to be an area that I that I work in is, you know, how to get back to our center, how to feel less anxiety and more. Many of the points you touched on today Shana, are areas that we're trying. I love the questions, having a list of questions to ask. Anyway, um, Dr. David Burns is a psychiatrist who wrote Feeling Good and Feeling Great. And he has really got a revolutionary look at just repatterning our thinking. And I know, Shauna, that you have done a lot of work with neuro-linguistic programming. And um, so the book by Dr. David Burns, um, we've been meeting once a week as just a group of a few friends and taking it chapter by chapter. And love, love the book and love his way of thinking. Beautiful.
0: Lovely. Shauna, how about yourself?
1: Well, I was just going to look up the actual... I have a tendency to just love books, right? You said a nook. Mm-hmm. I've got walls. <laughs> and Great. This started when I was a younger woman, and I heard from um, Jim Rohn, and he said anybody that has over is making over one hundred fifty thousand dollars, which was gigantic then. It would be like a million now. Has a library in their house, and I was determined that I would have the best library I could possibly have. Now mm-hmm. I listen to a lot on Audible, and I'm listening to a book that's really quite good, and it's called Leadership Is Language. And as a neuro-linguistic programming, it's all about I'm somebody's word watcher, my client's word watcher, and I'm there to help them break their patterns, their programs. But this has been really quite good. And it's called Leadership is Language. And it's by David L. David M.A.R.Q.U.E.T. Marquette. And I'm just in the middle of it and I'm I'm digging it. It it has I a love lot of the word watcher, Shauna. I love that word watcher. Yeah, it's I mean, words word so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one book, but I have
0: so many. <laughs> I am guilty. It's so funny because I was looking for one the other day and I was like, I am certain that I bought that or downloaded it on Audible or something and I couldn't find it. And then I realized in my bookshelf here behind me, I've made a little nook of the books that I'm currently reading and there are about 15 of them in there. And that's where the book was hiding. But the one that I am going to start reading now is The Power of Full Engagement. And it's quite an old book. It's from, yeah, I think two thousand. Yes, have it. So I'm going to start with that, Jim Luer and Tony Schwartz. And then mm-hmm. The Confident Coach is a book that fell into my lap this weekend. And I'm so proud of her because Melinda Cohen is now number one in her category um, of coaching books over the weekend. So she did a big promotion and she's doing some training this weekend and I'm going to yeah, check it out. So I think the Confident Coach is a good one for all of us. Yes. <laughs> all the coaches out there. But this has been fabulous, ladies. Thank you. And um, I look forward to letting everybody know when this episode goes live. So have a beautiful day.
1: You're wonderful, both of you. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us today. If you have loved what you've listened to, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and a quick intro to your hosts. I am Carol, a small business strategist who loves marketing, and you will find peer support and accountability in my Motivate Mastermind Club. Visit LisbonRetreats.com to forget all the details. And my co-host Trish is a certified professional wellness coach working specifically in areas of stress and burnout. You'll find her at HealthyLifeMindset.com connect with us on social media. We'd love to get to know you. You'll find all the links in the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye.